In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the Feast of St. Joseph, the husband of the Virgin Mary. St. Joseph would have been very familiar with the sort of uncertainty that is dogging us these days. He lived in a nation subjugated to foreign rule. The woman he was pledged to marry was pregnant, but the child wasn't his. And after the birth of Christ, Joseph's role as protector of the Son of God must have felt very weighty. Fleeing by night so that the child wasn't executed, living in a foreign land, being visited by angelic messengers. The quiet carpenter's life he'd made for himself disappeared almost in an instant. Yet, in every instance we know of, St. Joseph responded time and again with faith. He acted righteously and with a sort of quiet, steadfast assurance that the Lord was at work and would not be thwarted. Our psalm for this evening is a beautiful and poignant recognition of a reality that undergirds and upholds all the mixed circumstances of our current lives. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth be moved and though the hills be carried away into the midst of the sea. There's a command later on in this psalm. I've no doubt the righteous Joseph took it to heart and would enjoin us to do the same. The Lord speaks and says, Be still and know that I am God. Michael Ramsey was Archbishop of Canterbury in the middle of the 20th century, and he wrote a book titled Be Still and Know. He said that he called it that as a sort of recurring plea that stillness and silence are of supreme importance and that the neglect of them is damaging to the Christian life. In the book, he says this, Silence enables us to be aware of God, to let prayer be listening before it is talking, and to discover our own selves in a way that is not always possible when we are making or listening to noise. There comes sometimes an interior silence in which the soul rediscovers itself in a new dimension of energy and peace, a dimension which the restless life can miss. Friends, it's Thursday. If you're like me, it's impossible to tell that it's only been a few days of this upending. It feels more like months. Some of you, our heroic medical professionals, are no doubt working more hours than ever as you seek to help the vulnerable in our city. We're grateful, and we're praying for you. The rest of us are likely doing some combination of trying to figure out how to work from home, how to keep our kids from destroying the home, how to carry forward any kind of normal plan or routine, let alone figure out how to keep our businesses afloat or how to make our paychecks stretch in the midst of forced furloughs. Which is to say nothing of the crush of information that is not just available to us, but screaming at us from all of our screens and devices. And of course, now more than ever, it makes sense to stay on top of the news. And it truly is a wonderful thing that we're able to stay connected electronically. But the shadow side of constant news feeds and social media and binge-watching TV shows is that we may emerge from this disturbance unchanged and unconfronted because we failed to be still and know. To finish out this evening's homily, I'd like to read from our epistle lesson for the evening as a means of inviting you into a few minutes of silence. As this recording ends, let your device go dark, put it on do not disturb, pray with an icon if you have one, and if you need to settle your mind and heart, say the Jesus prayer silently with your breath, 
As you breathe in, pray with your mind, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. As you breathe out, pray, have mercy on me, a sinner. Before we get there, here's an object lesson you can do with your kids. If you take a water bottle or a mason jar and fill it with sand and water and shake it up, it'll be a cloudy mess. When you set it down again, it'll take a few moments, but eventually the sand will settle to the bottom and the water will become clearer. This is a picture of our interior lives. It may take 5, 10, 15 minutes for us to even begin to settle. Most of us will have to start with small chunks, but each of us is called to hear the voice of Christ speaking, Be still, and know that I am God. St. Paul writes this to the Ephesians. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. As you go to stillness now, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.